This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 10th of December 2021. And Norman, I was waxing lyrical yesterday about the pace of science and how beautiful and inspiring it is. And lo and behold, overnight even more... Scientific studies into the Omicron variant have been emerging. Again, these are really early reports, but really what we're starting to see only a week, two weeks into this Omicron kind of journey that we're all on together is that different research groups are trying to find the answers to the same questions, approaching it in different ways, and they're kind of often coming up with similar answers. Well, they're coming up with almost identical answers with different techniques, which gives you a lot of uh, reassurance. So some are using the real virus, some are using what are called pseudoviruses, where they've kind of genetically reconstructed. They're wearing like the glasses and moustache combo. That, that's right. Little it's, disguise. it's like an Inspector Clouseau um, type virus. <laughs> and they're coming to the same conclusion, which and remarkably similar, in fact, for a couple of the studies anyway, which is that the antibodies produced by the vaccine or previous infection to a previous version of the virus are one-fortieth as effective against the virus, or at least the Omicron virus, compared to previous viruses. So that's quite a significant reduction. But they are finding that there are ways to boost that immunity to to create a more effective response. Yeah, so the indication is that if uh, you have a third dose, then that level of effectiveness of your antibodies goes up that we spoke of that a little bit yesterday, which was a South African study, which showed if you'd had a natural infection plus two doses of Pfizer, which is effectively equivalent to a booster, so then that gave you a much higher level of neutralization. In other words, the antibodies, there were enough antibodies to give you a fairly effective reduction in the virus. So these are, vac- we're talking about third dose of a vaccine. All of the vaccines that we currently have at the moment are basically built against the original strain of the virus that came out of Wuhan last year, or 2019 actually. Why is showing your body the same thing three times different to showing it twice if it's still different to this new variant of the virus? Well, it, it could be simply uh, strength in numbers. So whilst the neutralising activity of the antibodies is low, if you power more antibodies in, you power more antibodies in that have effectiveness. In other words, it's, it's, it's not complete immune escape, it's partial immune escape, which means some antibodies work. On the principle of all ships rising, when the tide comes in, um, as you give the third dose, all antibodies go up, and within them, the antibodies that actually still work against the virus go up too. And then you've got a boost also in terms of the T-cell response, So the T-cell response we spoke about a few days ago on CoronaCast, and this is where these T-cells hold the memory of the infection so that they can trigger when they recognize that the virus has come back in, and also the T-cells can attack the virus itself. And so you do get a T-cell immunity. Now, now what's not clear at the moment is whether T-cell immunity goes down, whether the Omicron virus has learned resistance to T-cells, and we don't know that yet. The hope is that it doesn't, because the T-cells are probably what's helping to prevent severe disease. So all of the studies that have been done so far have been done in vitro, basically in Petri dishes in labs, because that's no, the not, fastest, no? No, not all. We, we spoke about one on Monday, uh, which we also had on Monday night's health report, which was a real live ex- experiment. And this is really fascinating. We should probably just go over it a little bit to remind people. So this is a study in South Africa. And remember, South Africa is really sophisticated about how it deals with COVID and the science behind it. 
And this shows you the difference between what you see in the lab and what you, you get scared by these laboratory studies, which say it's got one fortieth of the effectiveness. So what this is is a real world study. And they've tracked people in South Africa, 2.7 million people since the beginning of the pandemic, certainly very near the beginning, with the Wuhan strain, with the beta strain, and more recently with the delta strain. And they've been looking each time at reinfection rates as a new variant comes along, including more recently Omicron. The alpha and beta variants did show some immune resistance, as has delta in the laboratory. But yet the South African study of real life suggests that almost nobody got reinfected during that period when you had new variants coming along which were a bit immune evasive. They'd actually learnt to escape the immune system a bit. But the change with Omicron is that in the real world, you are seeing some degree of immune escape in the real world. In other words, you're 2.4 times the risk of reinfection compared to the original viruses. So there is real world escape here, but may not be as bad as saying one fortieth of the effectiveness as a result of laboratory studies. But is that p- partly why we might be thinking that it's a milder virus? Like we've been seeing reports that it's a milder form of the disease, but if it's because people are getting a partial immune escape, but there's, your, your immune system's still doing something, is that maybe masking how bad this virus could be if you were completely naive? Yeah, we just don't know how bad this virus is. It goes into the South African population who might have been infected or had the vaccine. So we don't know the extent to which the South African population has been infected, but let's assume a lot have. Then if it goes into that population and you've got some resistance, it probably will be a milder disease, and that's the way it's looking. Or it's a milder disease to start with. There are disturbing indications in younger people that more are turning up in hospital and in ICU, particularly the not to four age group. But it's very early days to be absolutely sure here. But the bottom line in terms of how we can best protect ourselves today is a third dose of whatever of whatever vaccines basically available to you. Is that right? That's right. All roads lead to third doses from the studies that have come out so far. And so, yeah, you've mentioned a couple of different studies. They've all come in, coming out with different things. And like you say, some of the lab studies look scary. Some of the real-life studies look a bit more reassuring. Kind of taking all of that in one glimpse, Norman, what, how are you feeling? I suppose we could roll out the Dr. Norman Swan omicronometer of panic. Like, what, what's the view looking like for you? Well, I haven't changed from yesterday. I've still got my mauve pants on and walking around rather anxiously. Look, if we sum up the last week of of data from real-world and laboratory experimentation, we have a virus that has escaped the immune system but not complete. Good news, because it's likely that the vaccines will protect us against severe disease. The other piece in this is that pretty much all the research suggests that you really need the third dose to get your antibodies right up to attack this virus in the best way possible. And in terms of us in Australia... If you're vaccinated, you almost certainly don't have much to worry about. And in the unvaccinated population, particularly children, we've really just got to keep an open mind here and watch pretty closely. And as soon as five-year-olds can be immunized, we really do need to start immunizing them. So in summary, uh, a virus that is spreading quickly for whatever reason, a virus that may not be that mild, but our existing immunity through vaccines is going to hold the line, and that we need the third dose. And let's not think too much about what other variants are just around the corner.
And on third doses, Moderna has also been approved by the Therapeutic Goods Administration as a potential booster. It'll be a half dose. It hasn't been recommended by ATAGI yet, the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation, but that's just around the corner. Keep that in mind as we, as we head into Quickfire Friday, the booster edition. Mm, okay, I'm ready. Let's start with David, who says, I'm a 40-year-old male, relatively healthy, due for my third shot next week. With Moderna just being approved by the TGA, how long before I could get that instead or should I just get Pfizer now? So David, a couple of things. One is mixing your doses is best. So if you've had Pfizer, you're better off with Moderna. But is it that much better than just a third dose of Pfizer? It's a bit better, but not that much better. So if it's going to take a few weeks for the Atagi to actually give the permission for to use Moderna, then you're better off getting your Pfizer. Christy's saying she's double vaccinated. She had a second dose at the beginning of August 2021. With the potential for tweaking the vaccines for the Omicron variant early next year, should she wait for an Omicron vaccine? I think waiting comes back to the answer to David's question. I think waiting is not a good idea with Omicron coming on the scene. It's being made clear that the third dose does give you pretty good coverage against severe disease, maybe not infection, but severe disease. Who knows when the Omicron variant will come on to the market, if indeed it ever comes on. So get your vaccine inside you now. And if we need boosters next year, maybe it'll be an Omicron booster, or maybe it'll be a booster to the variant that follows Omicron. So bird in the hand, worth two in the bush, as they say. I'm suspecting I then know the answer to this question from Chris, who's asking, is Novavax more effective than Pfizer as a COVID-19 booster? We don't really know. It's probably about the same. And it's not available here yet. So get your vaccine now. But it will, it will be at the beginning of next year. And, there's, and there are a few people hanging out for Novavax. For example, people who might have had myocarditis due to their Pfizer, they're, they're, they'll be hanging in there waiting for their Novavax, probably for their second dose as much as, as, much as their third. And Caroline says, this is from South Australia, but please answer it. Actually, maybe we'll just leave it if it's from South Australia. Just just joking, just joking, ha, ha, ha. Uh, She's asking, is Omicron more virulent? And if not, why not let it rip? Because we don't know whether Omicron's more virulent or not. As I've just explained, the, the data that we've got is Omicron going into populations which have background immunity and therefore makes it look mild. It may be mild, it may not be mild. Just remember, there haven't been that many cases of Omicron around the world, so we really don't know. The initial information is that they're not seeing the rates of hospitalisation, but the, the data from young people is worrying. We still don't know. You don't want to let it rip just as you don't want Delta to rip. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today and for this week. If you have questions, you can always send them to abc.net.au slash coronacast. And we'll see you on Monday. See you then.